This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 289. The Colored Pencil Podcast is brought to you by UART Premium Sanded Paper. In a few minutes, I'm going to talk to you about how you can get 20% off of your order of UART Sanded Paper. So hang on for that, and we thank UART Sanded Paper for the support of the Colored Pencil Podcast. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast. Weekly discussions in and around this medium that we love so much. Hey there, my name is John Middick of SharpenedArtist.com. This is the Sharpened Artist Colored Pencil Podcast. I am so excited to welcome back to the show today as a co-host, Barb Sodiropoulos. Barb, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great, Barb. Thanks for asking. So, Barb, what what are we going to talk about today? Uh, we're going to talk about revisiting your past artwork. Yeah, okay. Revisiting your past artwork. Um, do you do that often? I, I don't. I tell people to do it once in a while, but when I, I'll tell you when I do it is when someone comes over. And so, you know, probably been a year since this has happened since um, the pandemic. Somebody comes over to the house. They're like, I expected to see artwork all over the house of, of your artwork. And I don't hang my artwork up. There's a couple, but not much. And uh, and they'll say, can I see such and such, you know? And um doesn't happen very often. Usually what happens is my wife says, I know, go get it. Go get go get all your artwork. Like, oh my goodness, they don't want to see it. They're being polite. That was a pity ask. Anyway, so then I go and grab it and then I'm reminded of my old artwork because it's in all these boxes. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. I don't want to show it, but here we are. <laughs> That's funny. No, I think uh, you know, in the context that we're talking about it for this episode, it's more just the idea of revisiting your past artwork and and finding a way to oh. learn from it. So oh, okay. Well, scratch yeah. all that that I just said. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much just taking a trip down memory lane. It's it's <laughs> like an actual, you know, there's there's a learning process that comes from, <laughs> right, from the practice right. of doing that. No, just kidding. So um <laughs> over there in monthly sharpener, you guys may remember this if you're over there i posted my earliest colored pencil piece one of the earliest it probably was the very first one that i had done that i thought okay this is it i'm i'm going for it and i'm gonna do a colored pencil piece and uh yeah it's really kind of sad um <laughs> i don't even know what paper i was on but just it was just something not not too great but boy i worked a long time on it and I thought I just did, you know, all kinds of layering and everything. And when you look at it, it looks like it looks like the most washed out piece. So faint, you know, it's like I thought I was like laying down some real dark, rich blacks and everything. And it's just <laughs> very, very faint. You can barely tell that this is supposed to be like a bird, you know, but it's fun to go back and look at that stuff. Right. Yeah, it totally is. Um, I think one of the really most valuable things you can do when you're revisiting your past artwork is just kind of have a look and see the areas that you've approved upon and, and yeah. how far you've actually come. And I think, you know, your example is great in the sense that you're like, oh, I thought this was so awesome. And yeah, it's, you know, you shouldn't do it in the sense that you're kind of putting yourself down. But like you think in your yeah. case, you can say, you can say like, wow, like I've really actually come very far in this medium. And, and sometimes when you're so busy focusing on 
and improving, you actually forget how far you have come. And it's important yeah. sometimes to, I think, go back to those earlier works and just see, okay, like, what was I focusing on? Or what did I learn since then? Or what right. was I doing really well then that maybe I've gotten even better at? Or or what have I, what, what do I still have to improve on from, right. you know, that comparative artwork? Yeah, you do improve, uh, like you alluded to, but it's so incremental and it's so slow at times that you you don't really notice that it's actually happening. So that is a good reason to go back and look. Uh, just like rich values and thinking about that tonal contrast and having the range of values, if you know you're able to. Uh, look at your current work and see those differences now. And I, I totally am able to do that now and look at it. But if I had looked at my work a few months after that bird, there's not much change from that piece to the one that I'm, you know, working on currently, uh, let's just say. But I remember very, very early on, it was it was the worst business card ever uh, in the history of business cards. I had like this what I thought was sort of like this pensive look on my face, but it was more like a sad, sad sack look or something. Cause people told me that there's like, you look like you're about to cry. But anyway, <laughs> I had this picture of myself on and I made this little card, you know, on my little, you know, printer. And, uh, and I put on there, I put um, photorealism portrait, you know, commissions, um, taking commissions or something like that. It was, it was hilarious. And uh, so I ran across that uh, not that long ago and I just kind of chuckled and threw it away. And I thought I was doing things like that bird <laughs> back then, you know. And I remember giving one of those little handmade cards uh, to um, a friend of mine. And he's like, I'm, I'm just I'm just not seeing it yet. <laughs> <laughs> he was right, you know, but it's just kind of funny. And I, th I thought back about that. And this kind of made me think about that. Going back and looking at those things and seeing where, you know, you've improved and understanding more than what you did, you know, 10, 20 years ago. I, I just want to encourage you today, if you're listening and you just started out or you've only been working in the medium for one to three, five years, something like that. And you don't get a chance to work on it maybe every day or something. Um, you are improving. You just may not notice it. And it's, it is happening, right, Barb? I think it is. It's happening if you're working at all in the medium. It's just yeah. sometimes we want those changes to be just like a huge leap forward. And it just it doesn't always happen like that. Yeah, for sure. I think there's a lot to be said to consistency and continue mm -hmm. um, continuing to practice. And, you know, you, art is especially one of those things where you don't continue to improve unless you actually practice at it. And right. anyone you see that creates art that you're maybe jealous of or, or aspire to be like, they have put yeah. in the time. Like, yeah, they, exactly. they've always put in the time. You don't see that time right. because chances are, especially with social media, you're just seeing finished, you know, mm -hmm. works that are, you know, they're, they're best of the highlight reel essentially. But yeah, you know, there's always every single person is put in, put in that time to learn the medium and, and to get better at it. And yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's funny. I, I did, um, I did an article for the January 2021 issue of Color Pencil Magazine where I, I look at, I actually redo a drawing that I did from when I was around 11 years old and it's done in colored pencil and it's like on a, 
a loose leaf sheet of paper. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I think I thought burnishing was like the end all be all of like a good piece of colored pencil. So it's yeah. like one color very heavily burnished on. And, so and uh, I just thought it was like the best thing ever at the time. But yeah. um, so I, so I wrote this article that basically just talks about my experience with that and sort of the value of uh, revisiting your old artworks and that sort of thing. And, and what, what was interesting to me about it as well. And I mean, we're talking about essentially an almost 30 year gap between the two drawings. Yeah. Cause I ended up redoing right. the drawing the way I would do it today. And it's interesting because I feel like, you know, when you're, you don't necessarily need to go quite that far back when you're comparing your artworks, but what was interesting to me about it was that I realized now how much more thought process goes into when I'm creating something, what, you know, making sure perspective is correct, making sure, you know, building up my tones gradually instead of just like going in there hard with one color and, (laughs) you know, paying attention to all the different colors that are in a piece as opposed to just using like five. And and it's not that you can't do things with a limited palette, but again, the point is that, you Mm. know, there's there's this level of precision and and um, almost a more conscious level of planning that goes into art as you get yeah. better with it. So right. you know it, even you know when you're talking about portraits and stuff, it's stuff like uh, planning where your darks are going to go ahead of time and where your mm-hmm. lights are going to be and planning for that. Whereas you know when you're really new to something, you might just jump right in and yeah. and you know, render one area or, or approach it in a completely different way. And I feel like as I've progressed in this medium, I definitely take the time to analyze and prepare before I actually do a mm-hmm. piece now I don't just like and, and that's the difference like when you're a kid you just want to draw you just you don't care you're doing whatever right. your imagination is limitless and and it's it's funny because in a way you know that's one thing I sort of miss about the way I used to draw when I was a child is that I I had this sort of um, uninhibited creativity yeah. Whereas now, you know, as when you're an adult, you sort of stop and kind of like overthink things too much a lot Mm -hmm. of the time. And that's one thing you can, you can maybe learn from yourself. I mean, if you're, if you're fortunate enough to still have, like, if you've been, if you've been creating art your entire life and you're fortunate to still have some of those pieces, sometimes there's value in going back and looking at, okay, like what, what was my, you know, maybe you didn't necessarily have a creative process as a child, but if you're if you're aspiring to have more creative artwork or more creative creativity in your artwork, what right. was it that you were doing maybe in your past work that where you weren't you know um, handcuffing yourself with the limitations that come with being an adult? <laughs> like right. when you take um, art instruction, is mm-hmm. there it turns into this whole thing where they're telling you how to do something either right or that you're doing something wrong, and what that can sometimes do is mm-hmm. is actually take creativity away from you so for right. example um you know when you're a kid you might use a different color like in your if you're working in a coloring book for example mm-hmm. and they're you're coloring a picture of a cat and you want to yeah. color that cat green well yeah. somebody might tell you well cats aren't green you shouldn't right. color them green and then you know you grow up as a kid get, having all these sort of limitations put on you or, or rules oh, yeah. that are where you're being told you know you're not you're not doing something the right way right and 
And what I think is valuable, again, about going back to your your previous works is like, okay, if you're trying to be more creative in your artwork, if your goal is creativity, right. then, you know, like, how can you look at what you were doing then where where you can you can now put that into your current artwork? Like, how can you infuse some of that, that uninhibited creativity into what you're doing now? So, yeah. Um, yeah, I good think, point. yeah, so like that's once one value of it, I guess, right, or right. one value you can get out of it. But I think the the biggest thing for me is just, again, looking at at seeing how far you've come, because I, I yeah. it's unfortunate to see how many people sort of like get frustrated and sometimes quit the medium because they think they're not improving enough when right. in actuality they have. And yeah. self-analysis is a big part of being able to move forward because when you can identify the things that you're doing right and the things you can improve on from a technical perspective, right. it, it's a lot easier to push yourself forward because you can focus in on those things. No, I love that. You know, and as far as improvement and it being incremental and wanting that to be overnight instead. If you think about this, that if if you are new to the medium and you decided, okay, I think there's more value in drawing very, very large, let's just say, then what happens is I think sometimes if you uh, you know, do these imposed restrictions like that, then you're, you might be doing yourself a disservice rather than drawing uh, maybe a five by five or eight by 10 or something. Uh, and then you can go through a number of completions. And with that, you'll get some success under your belt and you'll be able to look at what you did right, what you did wrong and improve. And you're incorporating all the steps rather than going through these steps over a six or eight month period, because sometimes, you know, it does take that long, especially if you're working a, a job or something and you only have a little bit of time. Um, think about how much more you're going to be able to learn if instead you draw a little bit smaller. And it's just one example or you limit your palette, or you increase your palette, you know, something like that. You change some of these things, but you complete more work. You're going to be able to, um, I think, get more reps under your belt, right? It's, it's not just a, a game of, okay, the more I complete, the better I'll become. I, I don't believe that. I think that there is more involved than that. There is some focus that if you think about some of those things that you want to improve upon and then you dedicate yourself to that. And if you can complete more pieces within a, you know, a constraint of time, then I think focusing on those areas will yield some improvements, but I think it's a zero sum game to say, okay, I'm just going to bang out as many as I can in as quick a time as possible. And my goal is, you know, to do it very large or, or very small or whatever it is, but you put in some kind of constraint, but you're not thinking and you're not focusing on where you have any weaknesses or areas where you want to grow. And there, I guess the reason why I'm kind of hammering that home is, you know, one of the things that I try to focus on with uh, my art mentoring students is, you know, we go we go through three things, um, what to keep doing, what to stop doing and what to start doing. And you and you look at the last piece that somebody has worked on. And I do this with myself also. If I don't see an improvement in an area that I'm trying to focus on, then, you know, maybe I'm not focused in that area. Take value. Maybe I'm not focused on that 
range of values. So maybe I'm focused more on color or composition or whatever it is. You can switch that focus much quicker when you're more nimble and when you've got more that you're drawing, more, you know, more pieces that you're going to be able to complete in a quicker amount of time, but not focused on speed. When I look back at that bird drawing, Barb, it did me good to see that, number one. But the second thing was I identified some things that I'm still doing wrong. And that's a good thing to do as well. Don't only look for the things that you did right, but look for things that you're still you're still falling uh, victim to and, and that you're still not, uh, you know, really tackling. And I, and I saw some of those things. I'm like, wow, I still do that from time to time. I think that's maybe just as important. And some yeah, of that pre-planning is one of, one of the big faults that I, I usually have. Just a reminder that today's show is brought to you by UART Sanded Paper. Now, I told you at the beginning of the show that I was going to talk to you about how to get 20% off of your purchase of UART products. Here's how to do that. Just go over to dakotapastels.com, purchase your UART products, and then at checkout, just type in UART20, U-A-R-T-2-0. And you will immediately get a 20% discount on your UART product. So big thanks to Dakota Pastels uh, for that. And of course, we thank UART Premium Sanded Paper for their support of the Color Pencil Podcast. Another reason to check out UART products over there at Dakota Pastels is because you get every version of the UART products. They've got the UART pads and packs. They've got the sheets, uh, the rolls, the four-ply boards, the eight-ply boards, four-ply dark boards, eight-ply dark boards, and my favorite, the UART premium boards. Those are so nice. When you work on a board like that, you feel like you're working on something that is very substantial. So I was talking with Joanne, one of my art mentoring students. She's also in the Face Value Portrait course, and she had previously only worked on Stonehenge paper, and she started a new project on the 600 grade of UART sanded paper. And she told me that she didn't like the paper at first, but now she loves it. She loves how quick and fast she can render something, and she doesn't have to keep going back over and over again, restating lines, because it just holds a pencil line very, very well. Again, all those details for the 20% off will be over there available inside the show notes, sharpenedartist.com slash podcast. And again, we thank UART Premium Sanded Paper for their support of the podcast. Yeah, I think it's a it's a quality over quantity thing, like you were saying. Yeah. I mean, you can do a hundred drawings, but if you're still doing the same thing in every drawing, you're not actually right. going to improve because, you know, part of the point of practice and and the consistency is to also be continually evaluating yourself and finding those things to improve upon. Like, it's not it's one thing to draw a hand, but if you're not trying to draw that hand better every time, if you're just right. drawing it kind of the same, if you're not really looking at, you know, ways to improve it, um, that, that then the practice is like, you're, you'll end up spinning your wheels to some extent. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not mutually exclusive that just by repetitively doing it, you'll improve. There has to be Absolutely. that analysis component right. to it. So, right. um, I think, you know, they're, they're, like I said, there's, you know, some people kind of don't like to look at their old drawings or whatever, but I think if you can kind of put whatever 
sensitivity or ego even mm-hmm. for that matter aside yeah. and really just look at it objectively uh, you know the consistency of doing it is only valuable if you actually have some analysis behind it so mm-hmm. um you know it's right. it can be really really important to even have if you're not good at doing it yourself finding somebody that you trust that you can share that artwork with and they can right. give you feedback but at the end of the day you do have to find a way in yourself to be able to analyze your own work in in a way that is fair not in a way where you're just like completely putting yourself down because yeah, i mean it's easy and negative help. but it's also, right. I mean, take a sheet of piece of paper and just like take a piece of your artwork and just say, okay, what do I like about this? Like, what do yes. I honestly think about this? And right. and what do I think can improve about it? And and finding a way to be able to analyze your own artwork that way is going yeah. to help you push forward in the long term. No, I love that. It doesn't do you any good at all to sit there and just criticize yourself and, you know, play the, yeah. I mean, it, it may be funny. And, and if that's, you know, something that you want to do just to, to, to be comical is do this self-deprecating thing and just act like you're the worst artist ever, you know, but it gets a little old and it doesn't serve you. It does not help you to improve. It actually just uh, creates an allocation in your mind and says, okay, I'm okay at messing up. And maybe it's sort of this self-preservation kind of thing where you're just like, it's okay if I mess up because I'll just go, you know, go back to my old jokes that I'm terrible at art, you know, or something like that, rather than just saying, I'm not going to use that excuse anymore. And instead I'm going to set my mind on improvement in this area that I've been making fun of myself for. I know the show isn't about this, and so I don't want to say a whole lot about it, but there, there's something to be said, though, about, you know, we're talking more about self-critique, but there's something to be said about being able to find a mentor, you know, find someone that we can talk to and say, hey, I know you're an artist. Uh, can you look at this, another set of eyes, and tell me what's wrong, what's going on with this? And if, you know, if you don't have that particular person uh, that you can go to, that's a, that's a sad thing, really, because you're in isolation and you're you have blind spots because of that. And that's OK if it's just something, you know, it's just a hobby that you're doing and you're you're not focused on improvement. But I think most people listening to the show are focused on wanting, you know, some type of improvement. If you're doing realism, you can fill in the blank on whatever you want to call uh, improvement. But just being able to tell yourself, you know, okay, I'm not going to make excuses anymore for whatever that thing is that I make fun of myself about, you know, and maybe it's not making fun. Maybe it's just, you know, like I said, just saying in your mind, it's okay if I mess up in that area because I'm not good at that area. Well, that's making an excuse, preserving your own feelings about it. And instead of facing that, and maybe it's a fear of changing or some kind of unknown and you're not sure how to change that area or improve in that area. But there are ways to do that. I, mean, I think we have to fall back on, you know, drawings a skill and you can improve yeah. in those areas. And I think like or to add to that, art is also a lifelong pursuit for some people. It's not yeah. something that you should just be able to be good at when in within a two, three year span. Like I the been, people you think are good at it um, with immediately, they're they weren't. No, totally. I mean, I've been, I've been drawing since I was a kid and, and, you know, I remember being told 
you know, when I was, when I was younger that, oh, like you're the best drawer in the class and you're like, whatever that means. Right. And, and when you're that young to you, you're like, yeah, this is good. (laughs) Right. right. (laughs) You know, know, because you don't know any different. And, and, and a lot of the part of improving with artwork is learning how to see it differently. So learning how to see the things that are wrong. I mean, I remember being in art school and, you know, going into art school thinking like, I'm good at this. I'm super good at this. And then being mm-hmm. around other people who are better than me and being like, I am not good at this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Bigger you know, pool. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and I mean, the, the thing of it is, I mean, I, I, I'm, I guess competitive enough and I love art enough that I didn't let that deter me because yeah. I was like, well, I just want to be as good as the, as the person I'm looking up to. So I made it my mission to, to continue to improve, but what tends to happen, and this is sort of a bit of a pet peeve of mine is you'll mm-hmm. see people that are, um, you know, they'll just put themselves down and whether they're fishing yeah. for a compliment or whatever it is. I, I mean, I have a blog post where I kind of go on a rant about that, <laughs> kind of giving some tough love to people, but yeah. it's true. I mean, it's, you, you, it, it's fine to say and be honest about saying, you know, I, I need to improve in this, but if you're, if you're using it as either an excuse not to improve, or yeah. if there's some sort of, like you're just kind of giving up because of it. Like right. it's not, art's not meant to be easy. Like I, I, I yeah. went to paint nights where I would sit beside people who were not artists who decided to come because they thought it'd be fine and fun to drink wine and paint something. Yeah. And yeah. they're sitting there berating themselves the entire time because they can't do this piece of art. And it's, and you know, the instructor makes it look easy. And I know sometimes like painting, especially like it can make, you know, like you watch Bob Ross and you think, great, I <laughs> right. can do that. Like, like, right. He he makes it look so easy, right? It's just a happy little treat. But I mean, realistically, it's it's still a skill and it's still something that takes time and practice. And 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 to sit there and sort of berate yourself for it is not productive. And and I think if you're really serious about improving, you really need to one of the biggest things you need to learn is to to take feedback and whether that's from someone else or even just like to like feedback from your from your critical self and right, not right. and not like use it constructively not in a way that is is going to you know either hinder your uh progress or or stop you from progressing at all like that's something that to keep in mind too like i mean I, I, sometimes i look back at some of my old drawings and i'm like oh i actually haven't really gotten that much better but then when i think about it it's like no actually I have, like, I've, I've improved this. I've improved, yeah. you know, when I look at drawings I did when I first started really getting back into colored pencil from like 2015, um, right. when I was doing portraits, a lot of the times in the shadowing in the face, I was using browns or even sometimes black. And what's yeah. changed for that with me is that I'm now using more blues and cooler colors as opposed mm-hmm. to those other colors. And I mean, but yeah, in terms brown of brown is easy. I mean, it makes it for easier, sure. you know? But what I'm saying is like, the point is like, sometimes it may not be a huge change, but it can even just be like that one thing that is an improvement and, and moves you in a direction towards, uh, you know, whatever your goal is for your artwork. No, absolutely. Yeah, no, I get the point. And I I think it's valid and and very good. You may be saying, wow, I I knew that. How come Barb had to learn that? You know, but for everyone, it's something different, you know, and it's not, it's not going to be the same uh, for every single person. 
you know, and to the point of Bob Ross, I mean, he knew exactly where that happy little tree was going. I mean, he did like two or three, if I remember correctly, of these paintings before he was ever on camera. So he practiced and was ready for that particular composition. Um, but he made it look easy, right? So that was part of the showmanship yeah. and the marketing. There's another excuse that you may be making uh, for yourself, and maybe you're not even aware of it, but and it comes out in things like this, when you're not sure how to do something or you don't want to stretch and grow, or you are wanting to, but you're afraid of it. And you may use this expression when you talk about it and you say, oh, it's just my style. And uh, really what it is, is it's an excuse in your mind not to confront whatever that difficult thing is and to really scrutinize what's going on and why it's difficult and how to overcome it. So I want to just encourage you today, if that is something that you say, maybe you don't know, maybe you're not aware that that isn't your style. You just don't, you haven't learned how to uh, overcome that obstacle to reach out and to try to get some help in that area or to at least admit to yourself if it is not a style choice, if it is something that you're trying to learn, admit that to yourself and say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm just going to confront that and I'm going to try to improve in that area. Knowing something and deliberately and being able to execute, but then making the choice, the conscious choice to not do that very thing, that's a style choice. Agreed. Mic drop, I guess. I don't know. I'm <laughs> done talking. <laughs> so what do you think? Anything else uh, that we should uh, mention before we wrap up here? No, I think uh, just for anyone who's interested in my um, story behind recreating my childhood artwork, you can check out the article at Color Pencil Magazine. Um, it's Again, it's in the January 2021 issue. There's also some submissions by some other artists showing um, comparisons of their past and present artwork, so you can see those as well. And I also have a blog post that uh, we'll link in the show notes um, that just, again, talks awesome. about a little bit about my experience and um, sharing some of the stories behind some of the artwork that the um that uh, other people submitted as well very very cool awesome all right yeah check that out guys go over to the show notes uh sharpenedartist.com slash podcast remember this is a weekly show so if you would like to submit a question for the show you're welcome to do that you can do that in audio form just by going over to the show notes page there's a banner over on the right hand side you can click on that and leave me a voice message or you can wrap that up into just a voice memo email it to podcast at sharpenedartist.com this is a weekly show and we'll talk to you again next week and until then stay sharp Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.